G'day, it's Hayley Carr here, coming to you from my little riverside cottage in Australia. Welcome to the Super Freak Podcast. I run a boutique coaching agency from right here, my farmhouse, with clients all over the globe. And in this show, I'm welcoming you into my world, into my home, and sharing the powerful philosophies, mindsets, and insights that make super talented, super freaky people able to create crazy good results sustainably, on repeat, and almost effortlessly, so you can do it too. These riffs are inspired by conversations with the incredible people that I coach every single day, which I've been doing for over a decade, and from my own experience as a world champion martial artist. I love destroying big ideas until they're teeny tiny bits of genius that you can take with you, understand, remember, repeat, and use to create miraculous results with ease. You'll learn here about what I call yin-style leadership, keeping the spark and the polarity in your relationships, financial empowerment, slowing down to achieve more, and regenerative, sustainable success in any kind of high-pressure, high-achievement-focused circumstances. So hold on to your hats, folks, and listen out for your insight of the day. I'm going to show you how to become immune to fear, failure, and feeble thinking. And before you know it, you'll be chasing down with ease and enthusiasm what you may have thought was impossible just yesterday. Let's dive in to today's episode. All right, it's time to bust this myth, okay? How do I get motivated? How do elite athletes get motivated? How do musicians, entrepreneurs, authors, PhDs, actors, performers, how do people who perform at a top level get motivated? And therefore, how do I get motivated? I'm trying to do this project. It's not happening. I want to finish something that I'm working on, but something's happened in my life. I'm just not motivated for it. It's a common question I know that people ask, how do I get motivated? And here is a kind of maybe unexpected answer from me. (laughs) Don't. (laughs) Stop trying. Stop asking how to get motivated. Stop trying to get motivated in the first place and ask a more powerful question. Ask a different question. Ask a better question. I remember one of my early teachers saying to me, um, I found this really funny. I don't know why I feel like saying it right now, but he said, if you take an idiot and you motivate them, you get a motivated idiot and that's it. And I remember it kind of flipping my life on its head when I learned to, I thought it was a really funny, weird thing to say, uh, because what it did for me was highlight that motivation is not something that builds skill. It's not something that builds talent. It's not necessarily something that gets things done. It's basically just feeling good about doing the thing that you're doing. Now, I work with a lot of people who are at the top of their game or perhaps are jumping to a completely different realm of doing something, but everywhere else in their life, they've been at the top of their game before and they're not really sure how to do it now, or maybe they're going through a transition or a kind of level up in their life and they're struggling with procrastination and a lack of motivation and things like that. And so people ask me all the time, how do I get motivated to do it? And my answer is ask me a better question. Ask yourself a better question. People who perform at a top level 
do not need motivation. And it's not because they wake up every day and they're like, I'm so motivated to do everything right now. It's not that at all. Actually, people who perform at the top of their game don't wait for motivation. It's most of the time not there. However, here are a couple of tips and a couple of secrets to really understanding motivation or how it works for you. So firstly, please remember, motivation is really just feeling good about starting. That's all it is, because once you start, you're into it. You don't need to be motivated to keep going necessarily. And I want to dispel that myth for you because it really is like this mythical unicorn creature that people are waiting on before they can begin building their dreams. And I tell you what, building up a life that looks beautiful on the outside requires a whole lot of not beautiful, ugly, boring, predictable possibly unmotivating or unmotivated steps between you now and you actually getting there. Sure, you can make the journey fun. Sure, you can make it enjoyable. In fact, I highly encourage it. But trying to get yourself motivated when you're not motivated is like trying to get yourself to fall asleep by holding a toothbrush. Like, it doesn't make sense. (laughs) It's not necessary. It's not useful. It's not relevant whatsoever. So the first thing is, I'm telling you this so that you can take it on for yourself. Stop waiting for motivation. Don't look for it. Just begin because the motivation to finish it will come as you continue to do the act, the motivation to complete it, the motivation for the project. And you know what that really is? It's not even motivation. It's developing a vision. It's becoming aligned with the end step. So the motivation that gets someone out of bed when they don't want to get out of bed or that motivation that pulls someone off the couch in the cold of winter, get to get out into the night to jump in a pool and go swimming is not, I'm so motivated to do laps back and forward and back and forward for the rest of my life or for the rest of the evening. It's not always that. However, oftentimes an athlete or a performer or a high performer of any any kind will have some kind of end step vision that they are aligned with that is kind of the light at the end of the tunnel, for lack of a better expression, right? So an athlete might have absolutely zero motivation to go out and train in a winter's evening and do drills in the park at night. However, they are motivated to be standing on the number one um, pedestal at the end of a competition. And that vision, that feeling, like it was when they envision it, they visualize it, they step into their own body, they can see through their own eyes, hear the sounds around them and feel the feelings of being right there in that moment. And of course, visualization is heavily used by top performers and athletes because your brain, your body, they don't know the difference when you're imagining something between it actually happening. Like your neurology fires off in exactly the same way if you're imagining it as if it was actually happening. This is why visualization is so powerful for top performance, because if you can visualize it going right, you're teaching your brain and body which direction to go. You're teaching your brain and body how to have the experience. You're teaching your cells how to have the experience of what it is that you want. And that makes you what's called an energetic match for the end step. So if you're an energetic match, you know, my aim with everyone that I work with is always to help them get to the stage where they reach their goal and they'll come back and say, Haley, I feel kind of bad about this, but it was kind of boring. Like I got there and I was like, yeah, cool. 
Yay, I made it. <laughs> it's not even as exciting as the six months or five years or whatever I've spent getting myself ready for this moment. Like I, I really didn't feel any kind of charge. I get personally really excited when someone says that to me because I know that that person is now an energetic match for that end step. They haven't clawed their way to the finish line. They don't feel like they were lucky. They don't feel like it was a fluke. And that tells me that they can do it again. And I think that a lot of the time, the difference between looking for motivation and having that end goal that kind of pulls you forward or a vision that pulls you forward is knowing that when you can do it without requiring motivation, you're teaching yourselves how to do the skill and how to be the person that has what you want. So by the time you get there, it's kind of boring. And I like that because it means you can do it again. It means that by the time you get there, you're like, of course, this is me. Of course, I have this. Of course, I make this much money. Of course, I win this thing. Of course, I came first. Of course, you picked me. Of course, I picked you. Of course, you're paying me this much, you know, whatever it might be. Because by the time that you get there, everything in your energy, your cells, your body, and your neurology says, well, this is me. I am this person. It doesn't scream, I have crawled my way and I feel so lucky and this was an absolute fluke and I'm not sure that I could do it again and I feel like a total imposter, if you know what I mean. So this is where kind of motivation or the desire to get motivated becomes a little bit of a fallacy because when you kind of ditch the idea that you need to be motivated in the first place and you tap into an end step of what kind of person you want to be, that will naturally pull you towards the right steps. It will naturally pull you towards doing things that feel uncomfortable, that you don't feel are desirable to do, that take you out of your comfort zone, that might make you feel a little bit vulnerable, potentially judged. Uh, All that stuff comes up around, will I lose people? Will I offend people? Will I upset somebody? Will I fail? That's a big one too. If you have an end vision that excites you, that when you step into it and you look around in it and you feel the feelings of being there, you can feel your energy elevate. You can feel an actual surge or a rise in energy. Your state changes. This is more important than being motivated on a minute to minute basis. Most of the time when you have a long-term vision, you're not motivated. You don't feel motivated to type. You don't feel motivated to start. However, if you can attune yourself to the end step, whatever that end vision is, and really feel it in your cells and teach yourselves how to have that experience, it then becomes a natural progression for you to step into whatever activity it is that you're trying to get motivated for and just begin. Because when you step into being the type of person who has that thing that you want, naturally, that person does the thing that you're trying to get motivated to do, whether they're motivated or not. Does this make sense? I hope it does. So that's the first or second tip. The first one is ask a better question. You know, what's the end step that I want? How do I want to feel? What type of person do I need to be to get this done, to make it easy, to make it flowing, to make it a a complete walkthrough process, even boring and predictable, right? And then what's that end vision? What is that end vision that I want? How can I feel those feelings in my body right now? And just do them. So what you'll find then is once you begin, you've taught yourselves how to have that end step experience, right? So you've stepped into the moment when, let's say you're on the podium and you've won the race or you're on stage and you're actually singing and you're in your costume and you're, you, you know, the lights are on you and the judges absolutely adore you and the fans are screaming. Or let's say there's a moment when you throw the racket down and you pop the champagne and you celebrate, whatever it is, you can feel the feelings of you in whatever the end step is for you. And you start to 
do the thing that's required. And that thing will generally be something kind of outside of your comfort zone, something kind of boring, something where nobody's probably watching you and celebrating you and clapping that you got off the couch and showed up. It's something that is unseen. The motivation comes because it's a byproduct of actually starting, right? So motivation shouldn't be a prerequisite. It's a byproduct of getting into the moment. Now, with anything that you want to create, anything at all, you can have a 50-step plan. You've probably heard me say this before. But once you begin, you're no longer the person who has a plan and hasn't started. You're now the person who has started. It's completely different. So when you're taking actions that line up with that end step, be they teeny, teeny, tiny, or something that feels absolutely cataclysmic to the trajectory of your life, it doesn't matter. The moment you start taking actual, physical, real world actions towards what it is that you want, you're now the person who's on the journey. You're not the person you were yesterday anymore. And I tell you what, it feels like you've already won. It becomes an enjoyable journey, the practice, the showing up, the doing the thing, the being in it, the creating. It can be the biggest turn on. It can be so exciting. And this is why you get to the end step and you walk across your stage holding your check and whatnot. And you're like, yeah, it was like, it was nice, but Like whatever, my life outside of this feels so joyous right now because you made something fun of the whole experience. So when people say to me, how do I get motivated? My answer is always ask yourself a better question. Like what is the end step that you're looking for? Because the motivation will be a byproduct when you are tapped into whatever purpose it is, whatever vision lights you up, but you don't require (laughs) motivation to actually get started. I've got a couple of other tips for you just in case you're like, yeah, but how do I actually get started right now? I'm more about being here to kind of scramble up your brain about where you're coming from in the first place when you ask me a question as opposed to necessarily like specific tips. But I do have some today, so I'll share them with you. And I think sometimes one of the precursors to needing motivation is the fact that Uh, People feel overwhelmed. There's too much to do. I'm here. What I want feels like it's on top of a mountain, a million miles away, and I don't know what to do. And the gap between where you are and where you want to be feels so huge that it becomes overwhelming. And every single step feels important. Every single step feels large, and it feels like it's too far away. So the invitation with that is when you feel overwhelmed to chunk things down, chunk things down. And what that means is, Break it down into smaller chunks. Break it down into something as simple as literally picking up a pen, picking up the phone, or getting on Google. When you can break down the actions, and I'm not talking about, I'm going to say this very clearly, I am not talking about reverse engineering a goal. Now, the difference between what I'm saying is when you reverse engineer a goal, you walk a very fine line of putting on blinkers and never checking to see if you could skip a few of the steps that you made up before you began. What I'm talking about is looking at where you are now, looking at where it is that you want to be, asking yourself, okay, if I already was that person and I was in their body and I could feel the feelings of being there in that moment, having it already done better than I could possibly have imagined, it's all worked, it's amazing and I'm an energetic match. What do I feel like I want to do in this moment to get me there? 
And you're kind of pulling you from the future into today and asking yourself, what is one action? And that right there is what I would suggest to do in terms of breaking it down, chunking it down. It requires trusting in your intuition. Perhaps your intuition would say, you know what? I feel like, or I get a sense that what would be aligned with that is getting a feel of what the brand is, just getting a feel of the essence. Or actually what would align with that is, oh, starting a podcast or, oh, writing my book or, oh, booking in that event center for me to run an event or, oh, contacting my coach and telling them that I actually have um, three more goals that I want to express to them that I want to, that I want to create or achieve this year. It doesn't matter what it is. Trust what comes up, but chunk it down into something small that you could complete in say the next 90 days and make that 1%, just 1% of your goal so that you can keep it so tiny that it doesn't feel intimidating and you're just taking these little tiny actions that are in front of you, except they're totally aligned to where it is that you want to go. So to give you an example, let's say, you know, I can use my own martial arts days when I was a martial artist, I wanted to um, win a double world title and it felt huge. It felt like I had to travel to another country in order to travel to another country. I needed money. I was a broke uni student. I couldn't get a loan. I actually had uh, a dislocated or subluxated shoulder at the time. So I was told I needed surgery. There was a lot of steps between me and that person in six weeks kind of going overseas. It was a short time frame. but I asked myself, okay, what's the first step? And for me, that first step of lining up with being the person who was standing on the podium was I'm going to tell my coach. And the next step after that was I actually need to get out and start training and doing what I can. So I couldn't move my arm, but I could move my legs and I didn't need to know the rest, right? All we need to do is begin. And once we've begun, then it becomes clear as what next to do. So that's the tip. It's overwhelm. If the overwhelm is a precursor to not being motivated, chunk it down to something tiny, tangible, but still aligned with the person that you want to be at the end. Another tip I have is asking yourself if you need to upskill. Sometimes something is totally not enjoyable and not motivating because you suck at it. And upskilling will help you not suck at this thing and therefore enjoy the process a whole lot more. So maybe it's time to get some extra tutoring. Perhaps it's time to focus a little bit of your training time or your practice time on upskilling in a particular area that's frustrating you or you feel like is holding you back. Upskilling can really support your confidence and your confidence can make it easier to just naturally begin doing the things that line up with where you want to go. Notice that motivation doesn't really come into it when you feel confident. The next tip would be, do you have the actual space to get it done? Are you making the time for the thing that you want? Or is the time so pressured that your creativity is stifled? In which case you would need to set some new boundaries, set some new goalposts for yourself. Like perhaps you've got a really short timeline and you haven't given yourself enough time to do it. And therefore your creativity is stifled. If you've made up that timeline, increase the timeline, make the timeline longer, give yourself more space to do it. Do whatever you need to do so you can carve out the time to actually make it happen for you. And then finally, and this is an interesting one, like I would say find the trigger for what gets you off your butt when nothing else will, right? That trigger for acting when 
like motivation is just not possible and it's not there, but you will end up doing it anyway. So for lots of people, this is really different. It's different for everyone. For me, it's social accountability. Now, I don't know about you, but for me, and it's a particular type of social accountability, right? So if I tell myself I'm going to get this done by such and such time and it's in my own diary and nobody knows about it, I'm not doing it. There's no way I'm going to do it because nobody notices. I'm, I'm going to do things in my own time when I actually feel like I want to get it done. <laughs> and so me putting it into my own calendar and holding myself accountable, uh, I don't know, it just doesn't really work for me. So rather than fighting that, you can start to look for different ways that it does work for you. So sometimes if I tell my team this is going to be done by a certain time, Even then, sometimes it still doesn't quite get done because they know that I'm busy and I know that I'm busy and, you know, things can kind of disappear of what we're going to be doing. However, if I tell a client or some students or if I have an external team member who is relying on me to have something or one of my own team members is relying on me to have something by a certain day because something else is reliant on that off the back of it, like a double level of social accountability, you've got me. I'm going to do it. If it means I stay up late, if it means I have an all-nighter, I will get it done. It's kind of a weird one, right? But we're all a little bit weird. The tip is find whatever the trigger is that actually makes you get things done And rather than fighting against all of the ways that don't make you get things done, put the things that work in place. So I want you to think about for yourself, firstly, motivation is not necessary. You can start without being motivated and the motivation will come as a byproduct if you're aligned to whatever the end step is. If the thing that you've got to do is overwhelming you and that's why you're struggling, let go of the idea of overwhelm, chunk it down to a couple of really aligned, very simple steps. Ask yourself if you need to upskill, make sure that you've got an appropriate amount of time to get it done, like not too much, but just enough to light up a fire under your butt. And then finally, find that trigger for yourself to actually get it going within you. What might it be? And that might require a little bit of experimentation. So motivation, hey, see you later. We don't need it. And I really hope that this has helped you. So let me know. What are you holding out on because you think you need motivation for? Is it exercise? Is it writing something? Is it putting yourself out there in some way? Are you just lacking motivation in general right now and you're waiting for the magical motivation train to come along? What is it for you? Let me know. I'd love to hear it and I'll see you in the next episode. Thank you so much for being here and listening in with me today. I'm really grateful to be gracing your ears. Of all the things you could be listening to right now, you're right here with me. So thank you. Now, I'd love to hear from you. What was your one insight of the day? How are you going to apply it? Why not tell me in a review? If you know someone who would love this, please do share it with them. It's the best kind of compliment. So you could take a screenshot. You could tag me on Instagram and be that super freak who shares what's working for you with your world. And if you want more, you might like to check out my website, hayleycar.tv. It's linked in the notes. It's there. You can find out about all the ways we can play even more together. And you can also get a free copy of my book and download a free copy of the Super Freak Self-Coaching Scorecard 2, which a lot of people are having a lot of fun with right now. Remember, everything you want is so much closer than you think. So stay curious, stay open and say yes. I'll see you soon.